Welcome, friends, to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to start my third season with you. This year, we are focusing on the word confidence, how to get more of it, and where we are currently seeking it. The goal is to bring you some incredible conversations that will provide you with newfound wisdom, guidance, and resources. And on this third season of Life on Purpose podcast, we want to keep you inspired and remind you that everything you are looking for is on the other side of fear. It is my privilege, as always, to be a part of your journey to living with courage, hope, and confidence this year. And the beginning we all know to living with confidence starts with recognizing what is keeping us stuck. And for a fun, quick way to get started, hop over to my website at amydebrick.com and take my quiz, Are You Stuck in Your Comfort Zone? You can also access other free resources while you're there or grab a copy of my book, Embolden. Enjoy. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to have you back with me again this morning and sharing with you this third module. I know the last few weeks we've been talking about different topics and modules. That's how they're broken up in my confidence course. And so this week's topic is probably my favorite. It's called taking ownership. And, you know, I want to begin this week with a quote from Booker T. Washington, which states that nothing ever comes to one that is worth having except as the result of hard work. And I truly believe when we are tackling the topic of taking ownership, that's really what it's all about, right? Is doing the hard self-work within us, trying to make changes where we can and when we can so that we can continue to live a life with confidence despite circumstance or situation that comes our way. And so I love this quote because like I said, it immediately just states the intentionality that we have to have in our own life in order to make these significant changes and to live with the joy and contentment that we all desire. You know, obviously it's easy when we have been succumbed to struggles such as grief or sadness or trying circumstances, even illness. But at some point we do have to make a decision whether we are going to let those things determine our future and use them as easy things to blame for the rest of our shortcomings or or relationship issues or whatever the case is, different failings that we have in our life or different setbacks, or are we going to use those as opportunities for something bigger and even greater than we could have ever imagined in order to grow in our confidence and become the person God created us to be? And so that's a really important uh, question. And again, this is a really important topic that I love because when you start to work on yourself and you have to really be honest with, you know, why am I behaving this way? Why am I speaking this way? It does make a dramatic shift just naturally in our confidence because we are dealing with things that maybe we didn't want to address before. And so once we make that internal shift in ourselves and make those internal changes, you can't help but feel better about yourself because once you begin to take ownership, you know what your part is in the shortcomings that you have or whatever the case is. And so once you understand that and are aware of it, that's when you can make changes. And so naturally your decision-making is going to be better. Your reactions are going to be better. What you say is going to be better. I'm pretty sure I've said this from the beginning of the course, but we can't control, obviously, all the situations and, and things that happen, but we can 
control what we do with those things. And that's really what this portion of the course is all about. And so that's what I really want to dig in with uh, this morning when we're talking about taking ownership. And again, for anybody that's new, that's just listening to this episode for the first time, you know, I get new subscribers every week. If they're listening to these out of order, I don't want to confuse you. So we started this series. Um, This is the Uh, Actually, this will be the fourth week in. So I would really encourage you to go back. The first one in the series is called, Are You Confident? And this is where we're talking about what's going to be in the course and all things related to confidence. And so can listen to them out of order, of course, but I believe in everything kind of in order. And so it just has its benefits. That's how it's laid out in the course. So I would really encourage you to go back if you can. If not, like I said, no worries. You can start here and uh, hopefully get the benefits of what you need starting with taking ownership. But if you are somebody who's been following right along, let's just dive in right here on what taking ownership actually means. So if you look up taking ownership, taking ownership is really about taking initiative. And this is what I love. When we take ownership, we believe that taking action is not someone else's responsibility. And that's a huge thing, right? We sometimes the things that we don't like about ourselves or things that are holding us back, it's easy to play the blame game and say, well, if this person hadn't done this, then I would be able to do that. Or if this hadn't happened in my life, I wouldn't be able, or I would be doing this. So it's really important as an uh, you as the individual to take accountability for the quality and timeliness of your own outcomes even when we're working with other people. That's what taking ownership is about. Again, taking ownership is taking initiative. And this is such an important and key concept to living a life of confidence because we begin to stop looking at other people and situations and we start focusing on what we need to do to change within ourselves. I know firsthand how easy it is to look at a situation or someone else and say, oh gosh, you know, I wouldn't, be doing this if they hadn't done that. Or if you had experienced what I had, you would understand why I react or speak uh, this certain way. Or you would be bitter too if you had been diagnosed with fill in the blank. But the reality is we do have a choice, like I said, in how we respond and how we react in relation to our circumstances, whether it's illness, other people, and their words and actions. And the more we begin to work on those areas of our lives, the more confident we become naturally, and eventually we become less affected by life's challenges because we all know that life isn't easy. And at different times and different seasons in our lives, things that are going to come up that we're not expecting or even prepared for. However, having some foundational steps already put into place and practicing them as your normal routine helps us to take ownership in the spaces of our lives where we do not have control. So this week, I want you to think about a few different questions in relation to taking ownership, beginning with, in which parts of your life right now do you find yourself harboring a negative attitude? And then I want you to just think about why that is. Is it a person? Is it a situation? Is it an illness? It's really important to pinpoint the why after you identify where the negative attitude or if you actually are harboring a negative attitude today. Most likely when we have an underlying negative attitude in somewhere that's lingering or carrying over in 
in different aspects of our life, it does have to do with a negative past experience. The problem with that negativity is that it ends up fueling insecurities and overpowering our confidence. And I think you would agree that most times when we have interactions with people who are either snarky or short-tempered or just seem like they're agitated or um, not happy, it's typically their insecurity that is coming out and they're just putting it on you. So what's most important is to identify what that insecurity is. And I think it's fair to say also that it's easy to spot other people's insecurities, but it's not so easy sometimes to spot our own. So it's really important that we identify that insecurity in ourselves because we all have them. So this part of the course really begins with the self-work that it takes to do that. So like I mentioned before, take a moment right now to decide what parts of your life do you find yourself harboring these negative attitudes or feelings, and then write them down and write down why. What is it coming from? Where is this stemming from? And then I also want you to think about when was the last time you used one of those negative experiences as an excuse to keep you from either trying something new, communicating well, responding to a situation well, or exercising confidence. Like I said, we are all affected some way or somehow by negative circumstances in life. However, we don't have to let them affect our level of confidence or the way we respond to other people in situations. So it's really important to get a handle on these as soon as possible to recognize these negative feelings if in fact you are having them. So when you're asking yourself, when was the last time you found yourself making excuses as to why you were responding or reacting a certain way? After you answer, I would encourage you to stop and take a pause and then really start addressing why that is. And after you do, it may require you to do some additional work that looks like calling somebody up, doing some reconciliation somewhere. Maybe you just need to pray about it. I don't know what that's going to look like for you because everybody's situation is going to be unique. But if you do need to reconcile something with a person or a situation or whatever the case is, do it. That's the whole point of taking ownership. That's just one part of this section in the course, but it's a really important part. And this exercise is just one of many in this taking ownership section, but I wanted to just pull a few key things out like I said, there's a workbook that goes with this course. I mentioned that I believe in the first podcast episode in this series that is packed full with different assessments and questionnaires. But I want to give you some key things to just get you started and to start the process of you thinking about how you can start taking ownership in your own life. I want you to remember too that taking ownership protects and builds your confidence. But being a victim and blaming others only protects your pain and insecurities. It's really important to remember that. And that's why we really go deep in this section of the course. We even have a questionnaire page that has you answer if the role that you're playing today in most situations are of an ownership role or of a victimhood role. And it's essential to be able to identify which role we are taking for the majority in our life because that's a huge indicator of where our confidence is today and who we are actually placing it on and what we need to work on in order to change that and make it stronger than it is, but most importantly, make it our own. We can't base our confidence 
on somebody else or a situation or a circumstance or a job or whatever the case is. Another key aspect to this section is focusing on solutions. So once you're able to address um, where these negative feelings or attitudes might be coming from, the next question is, how do I go about changing them? And so that's another great thing we that we give you ways not only to change your self-talk, but give you the steps and also how to challenge your thoughts. And one of the greatest ways to challenge your thoughts is to practice what we call the power of choice. The power of choice is really starting the process of finding a solution instead of just wishing for one. I think we can all relate to um, hearing people, including ourselves, wish for a different outcome. You know, they, they wish they were doing this better. They wish they were doing that better. That's a lot of times when we start the new year's resolutions, right? We're wishing for some, a change that we didn't have before, uh, whether it's being healthier, healthier lifestyle or better, better job, whatever the case is. But a lot of times, and I think this is where people fail the most is they don't really have a step-by-step process. And so practicing the power of choice really just starts the process of finding a solution instead of just wishing for one. You know, I, we've all heard people say, myself included, you know, they wish they exercised better or more regularly. They wish they ate healthier. They wish they had a different job. You know, that's not an uncommon thing is to wish for something. But a lot of times people fail, especially with New Year's resolutions, because they don't have the right guidance. They don't have the right steps in order to do it successfully. And that's what this is. It's a step-by-step process of how to do it while putting into place both challenging and changing your self-talk with guided steps in a realistic and attainable, healthy way. Like I've said many times, we don't always have the power over our circumstances. However, we do have the power of choice with what we can do despite our circumstances. And those choices are what's going to be the big indicators of the way we live and the confidence that we feel. And not just the way we feel and what we put out to others. So practicing the power of choice consists of three simple steps. Identifying the problem, identifying the solution, and making realistic choices to be successful in that area. So let me give you an example so you can understand a little bit what this looks like. So here's an example of practicing the power of choice. Let's say my problem is that I'm not a good eater or I I wish I was eating better. I indulge maybe too much in uh, sweets or whatever the case is, but I would like to be a healthy eater. So instead of just saying, well, that's it, I'm gonna give up all um, sweets and junk and fried foods and alcohol and everything that's considered bad, I'll never eat that again. Making the power of choice is shifting from saying, I can't give up all bad foods. So immediately, even though I'm using negative connotation of I can't, what I'm saying is I'm being honest with myself by saying, I can't give up all bad foods all the time for the rest of my life. That's being realistic. Having said that, what I want is to eat better. So what I'm choosing to do is I'm choosing to eat healthy 80% of the time. So that's the way you're shifting your self-talk. You're starting with the problem of, I can't. I can't give up all bad foods. That's my problem. My solution is, I want to eat better. 
And so how am I going to do that? I'm going to choose to eat healthy 80% of the time. So it's a matter of shifting and changing our mindset and the way we talk to ourselves to create these attainable and realistic goals. Like I said, to set us up for success and not failure. I mean, I could have easily said that I'll, you know, I'll never eat this and I'm never going to do that. But realistically, I know that that's not true. So instead of setting myself up for failure, I'm setting myself up for success. And when I meet that goal of eating good 80% of the time, I'm not going to feel guilty when I indulge and have a dessert or um, something fried or whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm still going to feel confident that I'm meeting my goals. I've set realistic expectations for myself. And that starts chipping away at the self-defeat because I'm taking ownership for what I can do to make the solution happen. So I want to encourage you today to begin taking ownership in your own life and start this process. And so if you have even just a few minutes today or maybe in the next few days, write down a problem that you are facing where the I can'ts are really running heavy. Obviously, mine's going to be different than yours, but write down and begin with the words, I can't. Write down what it is that you feel like you you can't master. And then follow up with, what is the solution? What do you want to do? And then finally decide on what is a realistic choice that you can make today that will help you reach the goal that you want. So I hope those three steps encourage you today. I hope you are enjoying this series on confidence and what it looks like. Like I've said many times, building confidence is a slow build. It is not a one and done. It is something though that I am truly passionate about. I love the journey of it. I love learning and growing and sharing everything that I know and that has worked with all of you. So I hope you find yourself feeling encouraged by these episodes. Next week, we're going to finish off this series with a section on taking action. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, We're going to be talking about some small but impactful ways to keep or create long-lasting relationships that will actually build your confidence. So I hope to have you back here next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as always. Feel free to drop a comment, or if you have any questions, you can just check out the website at amydeprick.com. Have a great weekend and God bless. Well, that's it for us today, friends. If today's episode or any other episode has left you feeling encouraged and inspired, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to Life on Purpose with Amy Deprick from your favorite listening platform. The mission, as always, of Life on Purpose is to meet you where you are, but not leave you there and let you know that although fear is normal, courage gets the final say. See you next time.